Welcome to the Top 8 Movies Podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' top 8 movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top 8 list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore 8 underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome back everybody to Top 8 Movies from Top 8 Media. I am O Morgan and I'm sat down with my co-host Jessica Rose Johnson. I hope you've been enjoying the first few episodes. The feedback has been amazing. People sending us lots of lists. The polls on our Instagram stories doing really well. So please head on over, follow, enter into the polls and you can be part of our movie history. But hey Jessica Rose, welcome back. How are you doing? I am doing great. Happy to be here. I get really excited to see all these different movies, some I've seen before, some I haven't, and getting to be able to say, all right, add that to the list. Going to have to see that movie now that we've talked about it. Definitely, because you said something that, that I was doing today, which is now I have to keep going through and watching lots of trailers for the things I haven't seen. And luckily, I love trailers, and I think you love trailers as well, right? Yes, I do. I do. They're so fun. Yeah, and some of them are like, oh my God, how have I not seen this? Um, so this, even though I feel like I've seen thousands of films, this is going to take me down a path of the most amazing homework of all time. Speaking of homework, since our last episodes, um, we can say maybe one film or two films that we've seen since doing the list, and if that was influenced by the list. So yeah, have you watched anything since the last recording that's influenced by what we've done here? I actually have from our list of Leo DiCaprio I watched The Wolf on Wall Street finally, I, all the way through, all the way through. I was with a group of people and I was the only person who hadn't seen it. And when I shared that, they were like, oh, you have to watch it. And they made sure to like rewind it, any scene I missed. It was uh, it was really great. How about yourself? It's amazing. And it's funny enough, because we're talking about, this is the Margot Robbie episode and she's in it too. So there's a, a nice little crossover here between episodes. But uh, yeah, I remember we talked about it last time, but I really enjoyed it and I'm glad you got to see it too. But I realized after we did our highest grossing films of all time, I'd seen eight. Sorry, I'd seen six of the eight. And I was like, this is unacceptable behavior. I hadn't seen. Uh, sorry, no, I'd seen seven. Sorry. Yeah, because Avatar was Avatar one and two both in it. I think they were actually. actually so, I yeah. Um, were on the list. Yeah. So I, I watched the first Avatar and I really liked it. I thought it was really great. I can see the cinematography is out of this world. It's so gorgeous and so beautiful from an artistic standpoint. I quite like the story. I liked I liked his story of of eventually becoming Nabi towards the end. That was really, really cool. And it's so emotional in parts as well. Get really invested in that. And I think it's just amazing piece of filmmaking. And then I'm halfway I'm halfway through now Avatar 2, Way of Water. Um, and the graphics are even better because obviously it's been like, what, 10 years since they've done the last one. So it's that I don't know how they film this stuff, but it's it's beautiful, it's fantasyful and really relatable. So thank you, List, for making me watch those films. Yes, um, yes. Because now I feel like an extra bit of movie buff action has taken place here, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, let's share with the audience that what we're going to do here so we're, we're thinking of just having an episode 
a list per episode now keep it nice and simple every episode will be a particular list be it a listeners list be it a imdb score list or a um highest grossing or whatever it may be so whatever takes your fancy you can maybe add it to playlists and you're at work or you're driving and then you can listen to a few in a row so i think that'll work really well and so much easier for me to edit everyone um, as you can imagine behind the scenes but today we are talking about margot robbie but before we kick off with a poll shall we the results of a poll yes i love the polls i think they're so fun and it's always surprising how they turn out versus how i think they're going to turn out yeah because it's interesting at the moment because we've got currently 21 followers on instagram so if you listen to this you know i say 10 years then this just a year from now this is right at the beginning we had 21 followers we're all pretty mm -hmm. much voting so get get involved people so we can really get a good cross-section so let's kick off today with we asked people who is their favorite iconic male movie star. So I just picked four at random. I can't, there's no biased here or any reason. I just picked four people. It's just a bit of fun. So we went for Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks, Brad Pitt, and Tom Cruise. It's a very current to this day and age, been around for what, a decade each at least. So here are the results, everyone. So in joint last place, seems to be a bit mean. In joint third place is Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise, the two Toms, 10% each on the vote. So that's interesting. Denzel is coming in in second place with 30% of the votes. And Brad Pitt wins out at 50% of the votes. He got five votes in total compared to the rest of them. So congratulations to Brad. And what did you vote for, Jessica Rose? I oh they're all good in fact I don't even remember because at the time I was like oh 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 I think I was probably a Tom Hanks voter yeah it does tell me on here who <laughs> voted but because your name and title's long I can't see it it's not included oh man so I just I like it's it's fun and because you just pick four random. like there's no way to narrow it down oh my goodness and then with Instagram only letting you have four it's so hard to pick four but I like that it's just hey here's four like you get to choose from these four that's what I like about the polls is obviously it's not every top male actor that there's ever been or in a decade. It was just, hey, here's four big names. Let's see what you think with these four. And I just think that's it's really fun to get to see the diversity and what people like. So I can't wait until we have more votes to see how far our reach goes and who really makes it on top with our polls in the end. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. And I love Brad, so. I'm happy. But yeah, thank you for voting. At the end of the show, we will see who voted for the most iconic females of four picked at random and a nice mix of ages as well. So we'll announce that later. But let's jump into today's episode. Um, we'll sort of reveal at the end how many we've both seen, but it'll probably become quite obvious as we start reading through, no doubt. So today we do Marco Robbie. So I'm going to try and mix it up and have men some weeks, females other weeks, and then looking at different people from different race groups and different nationalities. Um, at some point, it'd be really cool to do lists on maybe French films and things like that over time. Get really diverse, but um, it's, I'm trying to think. A world cinema won't be really cool, actually, as well. But today's Margot Robbie, so let's jump in. Here we go, everybody. In eighth place, we have Bombshell with a rating of 6.8. So this list is based on IMDb scores. So an average of 6.8, Bombshell, directed by Jay Roach, starring Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, John Lithgow, uh, and Malcolm McDowell. So they're obviously joining uh, 
Margot in this film. This is a group of women that take on the Fox News head, Roger Ailes, Ailes? And, Ailes, and the toxic atmosphere he presided over at the network. So I watched the trailer about half an hour ago. I was like, holy shit, this looked great. How have I not seen it? Uh, I can see this based on the true story and it's very present. It would have been present then and it's still present now. It's something that we're all talking about. So it's, I think it's going to, it's never going to age, is it? I'm hoping things will improve. And then suddenly, oh my God, do you remember those days um, with the quality and the way women were treated in, in the highest industries? So I'll go to you because you've seen it. So what are your thoughts on the movie and why do you think it was so impactful? I loved the movie. I think some of the things that make it impactful, I mean, yeah, it's a true story. It's just mind blowing in a sense. I mean, I've been in similar situations before and um, her character that she specifically plays in the movie Bombshell is a collaboration of a lot of the women's stories of things that did happen. It just, it, I mean, it made me really question knowing it's a true story. I was going and looking up, did this person really say this? Did this person really do this? What part of the story was fabricated? Like it left me guessing. I love based on a true story movies, but I always love to know like what part was fabricated, what was the truth. And it's just shocking that a lot of the interactions were true. I think it's a, the, the actresses, holy smokes. It was just, whew, they did such an amazing job bringing the characters to life. And my husband and I were even questioning, like, is Charlie Stan, is that really Megan Kelly? Because that really looks like Megan Kelly. She just, they just all did a really knockout job. And you could really feel the emotions that Margaret had. Like, she, she really brought all those stories to life and her acting and the emotions. And it, it did leave me kind of questioning a few things. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I always love all the dresses and all the heels that they wear. And in the movie, it portrays it like they're forced to wear these dresses or it's allured that they're forced to wear these dresses or maybe like highly encouraged to wear dresses. But for me, I, I love a good dress and a heel. So when I saw that in the movie, that was probably like my, my heartbreak moment. Obviously the story is just, it's sickening and devastating. But the unfortunate part is, it's like that shit really happens. And that's what I just, I love how they were able to tell the story and convey the story. And I love how much attention that the story got because it opens up conversations for people to have about inappropriate workplace actions and things that speak up, speak up. And uh, her character does a great job at really pushing that piece forward, right? If you don't speak up, how are you protecting future me's future use you know and that's something that i do in my own life with that my advocacy work it's just it's such a beautiful film and some people aren't gonna like it because you know people don't like everything but i think it's a really great film if you haven't seen it i would highly recommend seeing the film thank you that's amazing yeah amazing feedback on it and makes me want to watch it even more so certainly want to be these are my homework but i think with films like sometimes stories just need to be told don't they and i think Doing it in that medium is probably the easiest and most successful way to do it. So attaching it into a movie world can really allow stories that need to be to be heard to be there. And if you know, films evoke emotion anyway, but then when you layer that on top, real political or societal or whatever it is issues, I think that's where the power of cinema can actually make change, make people think about things differently and maybe see their own stuff, you know, see our own privilege or whatever it is underneath us that we're not seeing. Um, 
is just really really powerful isn't it so um yeah i love films like that too so i, I have no idea how this slipped past me but um i can't watch them all guys i will but <laughs> i day, haven't been able day. to <laughs> i do work full time i have two jobs but i will fit them in and i will make it happen <laughs> so yeah thank you so much for that. that's great and i'm hoping like when we do these lists either you or me have seen it so we can literally cover everything hopefully let's see how the rest of this list goes okay so in seventh place um we've got goodbye christopher robin uh 7.1 imdb scores and that's from twenty nine thousand people i'm saying that because the next one is also 7.1 so the one that had the more people vote on it will be higher up the list hope that makes sense so twenty nine thousand people 7.1 directed by simon curtis starring uh domel gleason kelly mcdonald and will tilston this is the relationship between writer A.A. A. Milne and his son, Christopher Robin, and how this became the inspiration for Winnie the Pooh. As soon as I saw the Winnie the Pooh bit, I got excited. I haven't seen this. It looks very British. Um, and yeah, I think I'll get around to it at some point. Maybe I'll watch it with my little one. Um, if that's appropriate. I need to double check. But um, yeah, it sounds lovely. I don't know much else. How about you? I think it's such a sweet, poetic, heartfelt story. I gain so much insight and respect and understanding for Winnie the Pooh. I was never a big Winnie the Pooh person, but after this story, it's just, it's so beautiful. And even her portrayal of her character is just so loving and so kind and there's a scene even if you just see the preview alone i think will make you really really think and be more interested in winnie the pooh where he is having flashbacks to war and he has this beautiful innocent son that just says the sweetest things like they're they go for a walk and a swarm of bees come by and he immediately has flashbacks to the war and the bees in the war but he didn't pick up on it the bee part the bees is what triggered the flashback and his son just says, oh, what, you know, what's wrong? You know, the, the bees, they just want to make honey. They're just, they're friendly bees. They just want honey. And the, the writer kind of says, oh, I, I didn't even realize it was the bees. Like, so it's kind of this growth from his trauma from the war and being able to bring alive that childhood innocence to bring hope and joy in a time that the world was filled with war. And I think that that, that theme, unfortunately, with all the current events that seem to keep going on in our world is a very sweet thing that many of us need to be able to hold on to for hope, because sometimes when we see what's going on to our neighboring countries or countries across the sea from us, it's it gets disheartening. But I think this is a, a tale that is worth hearing for sure. Oh, wow. It sounds amazing. Yeah. You, you're a good salesman, you, a sales lady. You used to be out there promoting <laughs> these movies. Um, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I'll definitely watch that. Um, that sounds really, really cool. And yeah, there's so much depth with it. And it's linked to such an iconic, yeah, set of books and stories. So really beautiful. I don't want to say much else because I really don't know what I'm talking about with this one. But thank you. This is amazing. You've got me, yeah, two two films on my list already. So thank you for that. All right. So uh, in sixth place, also with 7.0. Oh, my God, there's three films on 7.1. Well, there you go. So this is the next one. 145,000 votes this time. This is Babylon, uh, directed by Damien Chazelle, uh, starring Brad Pitt, Jean Smart, and Olivia Wilde. 
So this is a tale of outsized ambition and outrageous excess. It traces the rise and fall of multiple characters during an era of unbridled decadence and depravity in early Hollywood. Now, I watched a trailer earlier. This film looked great. It looks she looks like she is immense in it. And she's so her Margaret Robbie's range is unreal. Um, her fa- the use of facial expressions, her body language, delivery of scripts. She's pretty incredible. And this film is great. Brad looks awesome in it. And I can't wait to watch. Have you, have you seen it? No. So same thing. I watched the trailer and I thought, did I, did I miss this movie? When did it come out? How did I miss it? It does. It's, I mean, the description that you read from BD is spot on, like outrageous excess. Like watching the trailer, it's like, whoa, there's just so much. And you're right. She just has this amazing energy and ability to act in these very big roles, big energy, big personality roles. And it's just so fun, even in the trailer, getting to to watch her. So uh, this is definitely going to be on my list to watch since, like I said, I didn't even know it existed until it popped up on on this list for us to review. I thought, oh my goodness, like this looks like a great movie. Yeah, it's so true. And I want everybody that's listened to this, if you've not heard of it, get on it too, because it, it does look pretty epic. Um, and I think I got confused at the time because around the same time, I think Bullet Train come out and Brad Pitt was also in Bullet Train. And I don't know if I got confused because they both became a B. I don't know. Maybe it would be in a B list at some point because Bullet Train was awesome. That's for another day. Yes. But it's around the same time. I remember it. I thought, what's this Babylon thing? Because I think there was a TV show in England on BBC, something to do with Babylon yes. as well. I think it got lost in my mind somewhere. But uh, yeah, it looks awesome, guys. Go and check out the trailer, see what you think, and uh, and get on it. So yeah. And here it is. Barbie has arrived. It also has 7.1, 323,000 votes, directed by the amazing Greta Gerwig, starring Ryan Gosling, Isa Rowe, Kate McKinnon, and Emma Mackey. So Barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence. So I saw this last week or the week before. I wanted to watch the most the biggest thing right now uh, so i can be up to date with it and we kind of touched on it a bit last time but uh, we thought we'd hold out um so yeah this is great there's a male perspective here and a female perspective here on this film so let's kick off with your thoughts on the movie and then i'll i'll back you up and share my parts i loved it growing up i was definitely a barbie girl loved barbies and it was just it was so sweetly told and it really for me personally it kind of brought back that childhood spirit that childhood love and i loved how it just portrayed so so much um one thing about the movie i feel like i can't talk about the movie without saying this is that for anyone who wants to downplay the movie you can read into it as much as you feel like but the things that i've heard negatively about this movie in my mind you clearly haven't seen the movie Uh, the things that that people can come up with this. It's just, it's amazing how much this movie has been under attack and how much I'm like, I went to see the movie twice in theaters. And I just left feeling so great. I felt like my heart was at ease. Like my inner child was so happy to see, see this energy and see this movie come to life. And I felt it was very playful and how it talked about different things. And even the stories 
I, I love watching like the director's cut and learning all the, the behind the scenes. And this is one of those movies I've been looking up all the fun behind the scenes stories and stories of the actors and the actresses and how this movie evolved over the years. And it's just, I just love it. This is definitely a movie I will watch time and time again. I have the soundtrack. <laughs> it's so fun and so light, but very, very emotionally touching, but in a good way. So I, I, I loved it. I, I could go on forever about how much I loved it. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, especially since you just recently saw it. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I, I, I get what you're saying. A lot of people sort of hate it before you can get going. Um, and when they announced it, even I was like, oh, that's interesting. How are they going to do this? And why the hell is Ryan Gosling in it? Initially, I was like, what? Because I knew nothing about it. And I watched the trailers and stuff. Well, oh, this is really interesting. I can see there's some, obviously some political undertone to this. There's a story that needs to be told here. Couldn't quite, you get it from the trailer, but I think you need to watch it. I think, yeah, you can't really critique it effectively or with any level of credibility without actually watching it and saying, and then if you still don't like it, then go for it share your reasons um i do wonder if it's it's 7.1 rating is because imdb is quite male dominated as a general audience of people voting so i can see how it may be getting low votes from men high votes from women and it's sitting there at 7.1 i think it needs to be way higher than that it's great i loved it um the patriarchy stuff the ryan goslin timeline was just amazing him just discovering what men and then you know, and some of that may, okay, maybe feel a bit old fashioned, but there's still loads of that problem today. So it's really important to touch on it too. And I thought his, his journey was, it was brilliant, his character. And Barbie's journey obviously was just, it was quite beautiful in a way. And even as a man, I can end it and feel uplifted about what it is to be human and the possibilities and the hope and what could be. It, you could just, just even if you don't want to think about the female male thing, just as a, story of a human being it's still beautiful and it still makes you feel like you can transform your life in some small way that makes it much more beautiful so i just think I th beautiful is a nice word i think it was beautifully done um i love all you know i love a bit of musicalness to my movies too so that was great and um yeah i think it's pretty hilarious when they went went to the real world i thought that whole thing was just brilliant and you know there's so many cameos in it and loads of like yeah, just amazing actors. Hey, what the hell are they doing in this? So that was a, like a little fun thing on the side too. Will Farrell, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Will Farrell, but I thought he's brilliant in this as the leader of, of, of Hasbro. So um, I recommend it. People don't just yeah, don't judge it if you've not seen it yet. Um, maybe just give it a try. Um, yeah, and see how you get on. And I wonder so if IMDb did like you know Amazon verified purchase, like verified watched. You know, because sometimes I wonder. I don't typically go and see like dig into the actual reviews of movies on IMBD, like individual reviews, like I would an Amazon product, but I wonder how many people actually watched the movie before they wrote a review, you know? Yeah. Cause sometimes you see that with Amazon products where it's like all these reviews are being left just because people are being horrible people to other people. And I think that's also a story in Barbie, right? It's like, we're all human. Give each other a break. Yeah. So it's like, I love it. <laughs> It's a bit like when people say they hate a food, but they never actually popped it in their mouth and had a go. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I do think it's really important to experience things so we can really truly state our case. And I think, I think this, the fact that this conversation is even happening, this really powerful conversation about being human. So, hey, yeah. that's proof that the film has impact. The fact that we're talking about it in this way, we're not just saying, oh, it was fun, good acting, and we move on. <laughs> so much more.
Amazing. Well done, Barbie. Congratulations. Right, let's crack on. So in fourth place is the Suicide Squad. Now, let's be very clear here. This is the second one. The first one did terribly with the critics um, and such like. I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. This one is definitely better, for sure. Um, it had a rating of 7.2, directed by James Gunn, uh, starring Idris Elba. I love you. John Cena, Viola Davis, and Joel Kinnaman. Supervillains, Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Rev Prison. I probably said that wrong. Join the super secret, super shady Task Force, Task Force X as they are dropped off at the remote enemy infused island of Corto Maltese. It's quite a cool little, little plot line there. Um, so people are going to figure out very quick how much I love my superhero stuff. So I'm very invested so i can be annoyed or not annoyed depending on what i'm watching but this was a great diff better version than the original um, anything with ildris elba in it I'm, I'm there anyway um she is amazing as harley quinn she's so good it's just worth watching it for that um and it's fun it's fun guys it's not a masterpiece not win oscars it's fun um and i thought she was great what are your thoughts if you have have seen it i have i agree that it is better than the first one I just, I don't know. I think these are just not really, not my jam, not my cup of tea. I do, like, it was a good movie. I enjoyed watching it, but it wouldn't be on my list of, you know, rewatches anytime soon. I do think I much prefer the Harley Quinn movie versus the Suicide Squad movies or like the Joker movies. Um, for some reason, it just, I don't know. I just didn't feel as connected to these. They were fun. I watched them. They were good. Yeah, sometimes these films can be um, quite forceful too. Forceful in trying to make you laugh or forceful in trying to force a plot to make it more interesting. It's very interesting, but as soon as you start doing that, it's not appropriate. The film is just what it is. It's just it's meant to be fun, action-packed. It distracts you for two hours. You have, you have a nice time. Um, and I think there's a place for all kinds of movies. And um, I think if you put it in that box, it's just a pretty, pretty, pretty good job, I would say, all in all. Um, so we'll, we'll leave it there. This isn't going to be a Barbie chat for this, that's for sure. All right. In third place is I, Tonya, with a rating of 7.5, directed by Craig Gillespie, starring Sebastian Stan, Alison Janey, and Bobby Cannavale. Competitive ice skater Tonya Harding rises amongst the ranks at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships. But her future in the activity is thrown into doubt when her ex-husband intervenes. Um, I didn't quite have enough time to watch the trailer for this. I've heard really good things about it. Um, her character looks quite intense and completely away from all the other characters she's done before. That alone makes me want to watch it. Um, she's just showing her insane, yeah, ability to to take on most roles that are given her way. So have you seen this one? Do I need, what do I need to know if you have? So I did not see this one, but when it came out, I don't really remember the previews. I just remember thinking, eh? Like I didn't, I didn't know much about it. I don't know if the previews just weren't being played much or what, but then when I watched the, the trailer, I thought, oh my goodness, how did I not see this movie? I wanted to be a figure skater when I grew up. And I remember there was this scandal, but I was still pretty young, so not really old enough to understand. And I just remember my parents saying, oh, you know, there's just something she got caught up in. You know, so something she got caught up in. And there was never really any, okay, like that was it. So when I watched the trailer to this movie, I went on like, 
you know, a rabbit hole again, based on true story movies, maybe that's like my niche. Maybe those are my favorite. So I go and I start looking this up and I'm like, Oh, is this, was this, was this a scandal? Yes, it was. And I'll tell you what, the story is crazy, crazy. And how she is able to portray Tanya and like, just in shock. Like you said, she's just this wide range of abilities. It's, I, I cannot wait to watch it all the way because it's one, I'm curious to see how the story is portrayed on the screen, but also just the acting. She can be this beautiful, elegant ice skater and all of a sudden super crazy with a shotgun in her hand shooting at people. So it's, it's going to be a really good movie to watch, especially because I'm invested in the actual story. And again, I, I cannot believe I didn't see this when the movie came out. Yeah, me too. I think I, I, I should double check the date on it, but sometimes they can get lost in the shuffle, especially around the COVID time as well. We had uh, some stuff before and then this massive gap. But uh, but yeah, the same. You know, I haven't seen the trailer. I, I want to watch it already just based on what I read. So um, I'll certainly check it out. And I think you said something really important there, powerful, which is like investment in story. So like you said, you want to be a figure skater. I think true stories are great anyway, but as soon as it's something that you're interested in in any way, shape or form, then you're in like what non-football fan is going to enjoy football films not many you have to be invested in football to watch those films so um let's let's remember that when we critique things as well like if we have no interest in the actual subject matter that's already a massive hurdle to get over isn't it to say oh my god the film's amazing because of all these references oh i did that that happened to me when i was a kid oh my god i wrote yeah it just takes me back and boom you're in so um God, it's getting it's quite it's getting quite uh, emotional tonight with these movies all the depth going on here but yeah um yeah that's great i will be adding that to my list and be a busy boy all right in second place is once upon a time in hollywood with a rating of 7.6 directed by quentin tarantino starring leonardo dicaprio brad pitt and emily hitch who obviously alongside margot herself a faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the final years of hollywood's golden age in 1969 los angeles so obviously, you know, you can see in the title there that it's it's sort of a Leo and Brad production, but she's in it quite a bit and she's very good in it. And I wanted to include it. So I have to be really I have to really think about what qualifies to get in a list. So don't come at me, guys. It's really hard. Should this be in? Should this not be in? This is going to keep happening. I put it in. She's in it quite a bit. Um, a lot of people really struggle with this film for many reasons. I quite liked it. Um it is long, but I didn't notice it that much. And there's some iconic scenes in it, scenes that you won't forget. So if you just take all the cool little scenes and patchwork those together, I think it's a good thing. So um, your thoughts? Have you seen it? What's going on? I haven't. Now, this is a movie that my husband and I wanted to see when it came out. And for who knows what reason we didn't. And this has always been like, every time this movie gets brought up, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were going to see that movie. And then we still have it. So I watched the trailer because I didn't remember her being in the movie and I thought, well, what role does she play in there? And it just seems like it's such a fun movie. And I remember when the movie came out, all these fun stories about uh, Leonardo and, and Brad, like in their interactions and how funny it was to be kind of this this thing where Brad Pitt was playing the, the, the guy in the back. You know, he's the stunt double, so he's having to play 
he's not the top role, right? Like he typically plays in movies. So I think it's, it's a fun story and I definitely, this is going to have to go on the list that we actually need to watch it. Cause again, we talk about it all the time, like, Oh, we still want to watch that movie. And then just, so I'm going to make a list. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a list. So when it's movie night, we're like, what do you want to watch? And we're both like, oh, like, oh, once upon a time in Hollywood, putting it on the list. And you can say, I have a list here of 56 films that I've discovered yes. on podcasts that I now need to watch <laughs> annoyingly. So let's yes. pick one. And, you know, you really don't have time to watch something that's not on the list because, you know, but it will blatantly come up in an episode in the future, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Brad and Leo, the chemistry is unreal in it. The script between the two of them is brilliant. Um, and it just works really well. And I do appreciate why people struggled with it, but I really liked it. I thought it was really, really cool. So well done to that. Now, this is where it gets interesting because the top one is a film that was in Leo's top list. So I don't want to talk, we don't have to talk about it too much. Feel free, guys, to go and listen to um, the one that we did with Leo DiCaprio's list because we jumped into it a little bit. So number one is Wolf on Wall Street, which is how this episode began because Jessica Rose saw it literally days ago. It got an 8.2 rating. It's directed by Martin Scorsese. It also stars Jonah Hill, Margot Robbie, and obviously <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, based on the true story of Jordan Belford from his rise from wealthy stockbroker living the high life to his fall involving crime, corruption, and the federal government. So, yeah, you've seen it recently. I've seen it in the past. What I really liked was the, just to, to go back to it briefly, is some of the set pieces, like uh, the scene with leo in the restaurant with matthew mcconaughey it's quite an iconic little speech that matthew does and i think their relationship and their chemistry on screen was really good and again i think it's a bit like the previous film we just discussed it's like a set piece film some really iconic little scenes in there mixed in with a story which maybe could have been told maybe in a short space of time but this is scorsese he likes to go for it you know really dive in so um you've got anything else to share as this was your your watch of the week yes uh based on a true story oh theme here coming up for me i while watching it i remember talking about our podcast and how we just talked about this now i hadn't seen it and uh, one of the people in my group was like you haven't seen this movie we have to watch this movie right now and put it on the tv and then when i said oh it's on margot robbie's list he's like oh you know like i really she has such a small part and then i watched the movie i thought she doesn't have a small part like what <laughs> i i kept going back to this is like a rated r version of catch me if you can is very raunchy. <laughs> um, I was not expecting that. So I was just like, oh my goodness, the whole time. So the whole group I was with, all of them had seen it except for me. And they just loved watching my reactions to different scenes, like rewinding to make sure I saw the whole scene. There is a lot in this movie, a lot. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way I can describe it is if you've seen Catch Me If You Can, it's like a rated R version of that. A very very raunchy and I have not gone back and looked up how much of the details are true since it is a true story versus how much was fabricated to move the story along. But it was very entertaining without a doubt. And it was definitely one of those movies, like if I left the room to do something, they would have to rewind it because I missed something. So it was, it was way more fun of a movie experience than I was expecting, that's for sure. No, that's amazing. Yeah, and like you said, it's definitely one of those films you can't you can't actually really miss bits. You kind of just need it needs to um every element of it needs needs to be included in it. But uh but yeah, no, I thought I thought it's again, it's like a lot of these films we said today. I understand why people struggle, but at the same time, you know, 
they deserve to be on these lists. So yeah, as we wrap up this episode, like I said, I get to have a lot of fun going, hmm, should this be on the list or not? Because Margot Robbie also appeared in a film called About Time, which was a time travel film, British film. She's in it a bit. She's like a cousin of the lead. So don't worry, guys. I go around my workplace and I ask loads of people, do you think I should include this in the list? So I do a widespread panel to check in on these things. So, yeah, about time will be an honorary mention, which is kind of what we're saying now, Jessica Rose. So do you can you think of any films that you feel deserve an honorary mention before we wrap up today? Um, I normally have a list for this on this one. So I really enjoyed about time. So first of all, I've totally seen that movie and I didn't realize that was her. This is a great movie. <laughs> um, I would say um, Harley Quinn. I was really surprised that that one wasn't on there. Yeah. I have heard a lot of people were like meh about it, but I thought it was great. I thought she portrayed it really well, but that's where I was kind of surprised. The Joker, Harley Quinn, that they weren't as high up on the list, but I think those are Yeah, because that was... um. Birds of Prey. Oh, was it Birds, of Birds of Prey. Prey. That was the actual name of the movie. Yes, Birds thank you for that. And yes. is there two? I think there's two. Is there two? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I know Birds of Prey is one of them. But I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. So, But again, this is IMDb scores, so we have literally no yeah. control over yeah. these lists. Just a fun way to be able to talk about movies. Yeah. Every episode, we will do an honorary one. If you and me think, like, oh, I love that. I'm feeling sad about it. Then that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. We'll include that as well. But that wraps us up today. But before we go... Jessica Rose, let's do another poll, shall we? Mm, yes. So let's see what happened in the iconic female list that we did. It is a mix of older and newer people, just to be clear. Okay, guys, so this is the poll to wrap up the show. So we've got, who is the most iconic female um, actor? Now, yeah, I, p- I picked two newer ones and two older ones just to mix it up because I know what the audience age rating is around a mix of the two. So. This was the four. It was Meryl Streep, Natalie Portman, Julia Roberts, and Scarlett Johansson. So we've got another joint bottom place. It's Julia Roberts, sad times, and Scarlett Johansson, both with 14%. In second place is Meryl Streep with 29%. And in first place is our Natalie Portman with 43%. And I think we both said Natalie, I think. Yes. So yes. we did have heavy influence on this poll this time around. But I think just Natalie for the Star Wars connections and just she's done a lot of cool stuff. She's done some really cool rom-coms. She did um, Black Swan, which was great. Um, she, we're going to do this for her anyway. But I think considering that she's younger than, she say, Julie Roberts and Meryl Streep, I think she's done some amazing stuff already. And she's actually done some musical stuff too. She was on a Lonely Island album, swearing and stuff on that. <laughs> she's really up for taking taking the piss out of herself, really. I really honor that. So, um, yeah, you picked Natalie, right? Do you, do you love her? Is there yes, a reason? I do. I think all four women are great actresses, and they each have their the greatness about them. So this was kind of hard to pick, kind of hard to pick, because I just love Natalie Portman. Uh, if I had a movie about my life, I would want her to play me which I feel has already been done in another movie. But uh, yeah, I just, I love the diversity that she's played in roles and her willingness to put herself out there to do different roles. And yeah, the tough pick, because I think, again, all four women are great, but I I love me some Natalie Portman. 
That's my girl. <laughs> yeah, me too. So congratulations, Natalie. Not that it literally means anything to you, but you won. So nice work. But yeah, guys, head over to Instagram, top underscore eight underscore media. There's polls nearly every single day on the uh, Instagram stories. Then I share like other bits and bobs. I set, share trivia on some of our posts, like really cool trivia stuff. There's like little trailers for the podcast as well. I mean, Jessica Rose was super fun. So yeah, go and check out and follow. Send me a list, top eight of anything to do with movies whatsoever. So we had someone send us the top eight animated movies the other day, sort of more adult-based animated movies. We've got the top eight films with werewolves in it which we'll be doing for halloween um we've got top eight british films all kinds of stuff so send it over i'm currently compiling just to announce my top eight scenes of all time it's been a lot of fun so particular scenes five ten minutes long and i'm looking at it going oh my god and i started re-watching some of them and i was getting tingles and getting emotional so they're definitely worthy of being on my list so that will probably be my first ever list that i'm gonna offer the show top eight scenes so it's gonna be really fun so yeah, thank you, Jessica Rose, so much for being on today. We'll be back next time when we're diving into the um, the Oscar winners, the films that have won the most Oscars. So that's going to be really, really cool. Fun, fun. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining me today, Jessica Rose. Yes, enjoyed as always. Yeah, thank you so much. So hope you've been getting better out of this. Please follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Share it about. If you love movies and you've got people at work that love movies, tell them about it. It's fun. Get them involved. So thank you for watching. and We'll see you next time. Send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media on Instagram today. If you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time, then why not a top eight from a certain actor, actress, genre, or director? You can even make it more niche. For example, the top eight films set in space. Your list could inspire. So join the top eight media contributors today. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week.